0: Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome to the Series 4, Your Major Money Misnomer Series Recap. This series, we took a look at some of those really common questions and many times misunderstandings that I commonly see as an advisor. So trying to make you aware so you have the opportunity to make a different decision than what we unfortunately see a lot of people make. We cover tax refunds, goal setting, crypto, what's actually worse than death financially, and even candy bars. So uh, I hope you enjoyed what was a uh, kind of unique lot of topics that we put together for you. The goal here though of this series was exactly the same as all the other ones. And we wanna make sure that we're always remembering that goal, removing anxiety and financial worry so we can focus our energy on what matters most. And what matters most is enjoying more living with our family, with our friends, and just overall making life as enjoyable as possible. So you, you don't need to have anxiety when it comes to money. And with the right mindset and a few steps in that right direction, you can make really huge strides for yourself. So whenever you do make a stride forward, Be proud of those steps as you take them. You're making life more enjoyable than for you and by a natural consequence for your loved ones as well. Lastly, stay tuned to the end. We're going to be releasing the focus of the next series to come, which is very exciting. It's going to be the best one yet. So without further ado, get together with your spouse and let's review. Number one was crypto, crypto, crypto. I pushed this episode all the way to the top of the season, because we saw such a growing trend of similar questions from clients, if you remember. And we saw a lot of them not necessarily taking the best actions in regard to cryptocurrency. We covered how there are a wide range of opinions out there on what cryptocurrency may turn into, from the very future of how we conduct business to just a passing fad. But most importantly, you learned about its origins, which was out of the financial crisis, the reasoning for its creation to remove banks from being required intermediaries and potentially avoid government-based currency inflation. Also, when you hear about it in the headlines today for completely different reasons with these huge booms and busts, you have a better point of reference in evaluating what you want to do. Overall, remember why the cryptocurrency founders even created it to begin with. It was as an alternative means to the traditional banking system not as a means of extreme speculation and quick wealth creation. Number two, packing for the right financial trip, three basic filtering questions. In this episode, we focused on how there's a lot in the way of financial advice and recommendations out there. Know that it's not all going to fit your situation. It's not all going to fit the goals that you have laid out for yourself. That doesn't mean it's bad advice, just that it's not a good fit for you, for your advice, your situation what would make life most enjoyable to you? So we went through an example about a small car versus a pickup truck. Cross-country trip? Probably better a small car. Picking up a big thing of mulch? Well, we probably want the pickup truck for that. So what you need the vehicle for determines which is the best fit. Finally, use the three basic filtering questions i provided to help and determine what may be most applicable to you. Would it get you closer to making your life more enjoyable? However you define it. Yes or no? Is it implementable in a sustainable, easy to follow way? Easy to follow is really important. It may be the best idea in the world, but if you can't easily follow it and do it long term, then it's probably not implementable in a material way. Lastly, what is the source of the information? Where you're finding this information and why they put it out there and maybe what their agenda is with that is all important to take into account before you make a decision off of it. Number three, tax refunds are bad. What? Perhaps the most shocking for some, tax refunds are not necessarily a good thing. First, we covered how while some refund is okay, too much is definitely not recommended. A refund, remember, is simply the government giving you your own money back, that you essentially just loan them at a 0% interest rate. Two is that a refund is simply an accountant calculating if you overpaid or underpaid during the year. They're just solving the equation, not finding some hidden money if they're all following the same rules. Number three is if you do make some adjustments to your situation, make sure at least a portion of that extra money is saved, with even possibly moving some pre-tax contributions to Roth contributions to maximize what you may be saving long-term tax free So that last part is a little bit more complicated, so I definitely recommend to go back and listen to that whole strategy on that last step for the full episode. Number four, schedule goals, achieve goals. Here we perhaps redefine for many what a goal even is. Goals are to help you make improvements more quickly than you otherwise would have. There is no failure. Set a goal, any goal, and you're now more likely to achieve it than you were before. All of this is about moving in the right direction. That's what goals are trying to help us do, take steps in that right direction. So really remember that any step in the right direction is a good thing. Don't let, say, the possibility of not taking all 10 steps forward, let's say, stop you from using goals to still help you maybe take five steps forward in that right direction. Number five, your home isn't an investment. This was one of those episodes, again, that was probably a bit of a shock. As we covered how it's important to mentally separate out a property that is your home from one that is an investment property, they are two different things. A home is where you choose to live with your family for that lifestyle. That's 99% of the reason you're buying it. A real estate investment property is different in that you're buying it specifically to make a profit. The goal is appreciation to receive a profit. So when dealing with decisions for your home... Make the primary focus on if it would make you happy, if you can afford to do it, and if it will cause you to have to adjust any of your other goals by doing so, so not investment profits. Finally, be careful when making decisions and dealing with homes to not overextend yourself based on it, quote unquote, you know, being a good investment, an up and coming area. If it just makes you feel financially stretched or unstable, then it's actually a bad investment. Number six, long-term disability. More likely to happen. More likely to happen, and worse financially than death, disability isn't a pleasant topic exactly, but it's really, really important. That's why I shared it with you here. First, we covered that disability may be much more statistically likely than you realize, realized, and you need to protect for that scenario. Two is that your employer may provide or offer options to get some kind of coverage, but obtaining a policy outside of work can provide you with that full control if that's what you're looking for. Next, make sure to check out your state, what your state provides coverage-wise, but understand you're not going to find some full-income comparable disability coverage at a federal level that you're going to be able to rely on. Lastly, in obtaining a policy, make sure the coverage is correct, your own occupation is covered, so what you actually do, the coverage period extends long-term for you, and the elimination period, or basically how long you have to wait, is all within what you're comfortable with. Number seven, don't worry, we are all emotional investors. Thought you were alone having emotional difficulty when it comes to investments? Well, that was really not so, as hopefully you learned. Here we tried to help you realize that you're not at all alone when it comes to mixing emotions and uh, and investing together. Everybody out there is doing it to some degree. It's really those who are able to manage it successfully, though, that are doing so by setting up a proper system and a proper mindset to enable themselves. They acknowledge that drops are almost certainly going to happen in the market multiple times over. They only invest in funds they're not going to need for the next few years. Uh, They use outside resources, whether through an allocation fund or a diversified program through an advisor. So they're not in direct control for emotional decision making want to avoid emotional decision-making. Finally, they realize that uncertainty tends to be the biggest market driver. And as that changes, so as uncertainty declines, we have more certainty out there, likely the direction of the market is also going to change so they can prepare emotionally ahead of time by doing all of these things. The last episode we had here in the series, number eight, was Advisors Aren't Candy Bars. In this final episode, we covered how some things in life, like candy bars, are the same wherever you go. So if I buy it in the grocery store, I buy it in the pharmacy, that candy bar is exactly the same. While other things like movie theaters can come with very different experiences. A big screen, or nicer seats, or food service, lower cost. So all of those different variables come into play for how our experience is. So as I said, I'm certainly biased that having an advisor is a benefit to most people. You know, I'm an advisor. <laughs> I didn't think that. I should probably have a different job. But it needs to be the right one in the right fit. Most importantly, you need to be clear on who you're working with, though, and if they're a good fit for you and what you're looking for. The biggest takeaway from this episode was for you to ask questions. Ask what they're licensed to do. Ask if they're a fiduciary ask what type of people they work with, ask if they do comprehensive planning, ask how many clients they have, ask how often they're going to talk to you. Every advisor is totally different in what they offer, who they serve, how they go about doing things. If you don't want an advisor, that's fine too, of course, but hopefully you at least walked away from this last episode knowing that, hey, there are a lot of different types of advisors out there, They're not all candy bars. And if I ever wanted one for specifically what I wanted to do, that you could probably find one that fits that. And there you go. That takes us to the end of our recap for our major money misnomer series. So really take some time to review these important areas. And remember, again, you make one positive change. You take one step forward. You're farther along in having life be more enjoyable for you and your family. If you can absorb, implement all these items, that's fantastic. I'm just happy to be able to to help in any way. As you know, I say all the time, if it's overwhelming, you have questions, want someone to help you, please, of course, then reach out. If you go to our show's website, www.enjoymore30s.com, and click on Ask Joe to Connect, I'd be happy to help. Now, to to finish off today, I still need to share our next series. And this one, I think, will be about as close to home as anyone could uh, really pick or feel. And that's why I decided to focus this upcoming series on our kids. And so our series is going to be titled Your Money Mindset for Kids. And this podcast is for young families. I mean, that's why you're listening to it. And if you're a young family, that means you have kids. And I'm guessing just like me, you care more about your kids than you do yourself, about anything else in this world. And so what I'm going to do in this series is I'm going to share with you about different ways to save for your children. I'm going to share with you different ways about how to teach your children about money and how to have a better money mindset for them. And so overall, we'll be removing the confusion around words like 529 plans and UGMAs and trusts that I'm sure you've kind of heard of before. So my goal is for you to leave this next series with the confidence for you to take care of your children's financial needs but also the confidence to be able to have your children get on a path to be able to take care of their own financial needs. If removing anxiety around our kids' well-being doesn't free us up to make life more enjoyable as a parent, I'm really not sure what will. So thanks so much for joining me today, and I really can't wait to connect with you again in this next series to come. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc. and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.